Hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church, where we share stories of God's transforming power as seen in the lives of our church members. On today's episode, you will hear part one of a two-part conversation with Chris Kersey concerning family discipleship. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, where we share stories of God's transforming power. Uh, my name is Nate Trawick, and I am joined today by Chris Kersey. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Nate. It's a pleasure, my friend. Uh, Chris, before we get going, maybe just share a little bit about uh, yourself. Who who are you? Uh, you know, what, what do you do? Uh, maybe share a little about your role, role at the church, uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, so uh, again, name's Chris. 37 years old, about to be 38 on the 23rd of this month, so hopefully yeah. somebody will give me a birthday present. Um, but uh, I am in a career of water treatment, so I work in a, a Blackmore Enterprises company called, uh, well, Blackmore Enterprises in Lawrenceville, and uh, and been doing that for 14 years, um, married, Emily, and to have two uh, awesome kids who you know, Luke and Hannah, so... Um, uh, that's, that's pretty much, pretty much the nutshell. I mean, a, de- a deacon here, um, just about my terms up with that, but, uh, and then, uh, finance team. So serving on the finance team, helping out with that and security team as well, a little bit kind of <laughs> filling in, filling in the odd space, you know? So sure. uh, that's about it though. Cool. So, so what I, what I heard is a lot of things going on, um, which I think, I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Like for the, for the context of our conversation tonight, I think that's going to be really important because I think great. a lot of people, when they think about family discipleship, they think, you know, man, it takes so much time and so much energy, mm-hmm. which it does, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it does take time and energy. Um, but you're, you're a busy person. Every time I talk to you, you got stuff going on at work, you know? Um, so, I, so I want people listening to, to realize like Chris is not you know, a hermit and doesn't stay at home with his family all the time. Like Chris lives a pretty normal life and um, is able to still disciple his family. And um, man, if, if I've known anything about you, Chris, it's just seeing um, how your family uh, pours into other family, uh, other families. I think about the Becerras, you know, this is a great mm-hmm. example of that. Um, but uh, just your heart, every time I feel like we talk, it's something about your kids or, you know, what you've been teaching your family, what your kids are learning that week. So I really appreciate that about you. And so I'm really, really excited about uh, our conversation. Um, so, so I want to get going with some of the questions that we, we have for this week. So um, maybe just share, um, what, were, what was your experience with family discipleship growing up? Yeah, that's pretty easy. Uh, none. So I did not have any experience in this. Um, the only thing I can probably come up with a couple things that maybe like it. And one of those is my parents, uh, when I was growing up, I don't know how old I was, can't quite remember, but they put some money at the back of the Bible, and uh, their instigation was, if you memorize all the all the books of the Bible, you get that money at the back. Um, I got the money, I did not memorize the books, so I don't know how well that turned out, but um, <laughs> anyway, that, I've, I had that, and, uh, and um, my grandmother, when we were over at her house, she would read scripture to us a little bit. So that's about, and she was probably more almost of a godly figure than I would say my parents were in terms of the verbiage and, you know, talking about things, um, things of God that is. So that's, that's pretty much, that's really all my experience. So, so very little in terms of an intentional effort oh, yeah. to disciple. Yeah. Uh, no so, intentional so efforts. Christian home church. Yeah. 
Yeah, grew up First Baptist Snellville, went to church every Sunday just about. Um, and that was that was how I grew up. Cool, cool. So yeah. I, I think that's that's awesome because I, I, I know for me, like, uh, I love my parents, did a great job uh, raising me. They, they probably were more intentional than most parents. Mm. Um, but, you know, when I, when I started, you know, taking classes in Bible college and realizing what exactly discipleship was, I realized, like, man, this has really been lacking. Like, I, I've mm. not really ever been truly discipled. Um, and that was when I was 19. So 19 years of my life and never really been intentionally discipled. Mm. And, you know, you uh, claim to be a Christ follower and you look back at your life and you're like, man, like I've been missing out on this huge part of my life. Um, so, so maybe, um, you know, you didn't have any sort of a context for that growing up. What, mm. uh, what shaped your views? Like what led you maybe to, to see this as important um, when it comes to family discipleship? The easy answer is the Bible. That's that it. a good place to start. That's and and, and it yeah. sounds kind of cliche or you know it's like the like the Christian answer to have. Mm. Um, but if you don't start with the truth, if you don't start with what God cares about, um, you're not going to get very far. Mm. So the specific scripture is this, and if you don't mind me reading, yeah, uh, it's Deuteronomy six. It's the, it's the Shema as it's known, six uh, four through nine. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I have command you, to, uh, command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as front, frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates." That scripture radically changed how I view that that one, those few verses radically changed how I view my family and the direction it should go. Um, uh, everything is right in that verse or those verses. We see uh, continuity in there. What what does it say? It says things like you should talk these, teach them diligently. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, lie down, and you rise up. How often is that? All the time, yeah, right. So, how can I? What do I need to do to to fall, to follow this? You know. So, that was it. That was the big thing. So I, I say the Bible, but and of course we can point to a ton of other scriptures. But uh, another thing, if I can point this out, uh, um, at a conference I went to, I heard um, a pastor named Joel Beakey speak, and uh, he's huge into family discipleship, family worship, um, and his sermon paired with the Holy Spirit working on my heart at the time, knowing I, I'm a dad, I, I need to be doing stuff. Um, I need to be doing something to lead my family. And um, hearing that sermon as well that day in that conference, and then the, pairing it with the scripture, just boom, yeah. set it into motion. So cool. that was pretty much it. Yeah, I think that's, you know, the, the Shema is obviously, you know, when you think about family discipleship, you know, you and I, mm-hmm. is obviously probably the, the first place we're going to start. I, I think it's so interesting, you know, a lot of people um, in the church, they, the, the church has this weird habit, like anything like new and trendy, we act like we made it up, right? Like we act like it's this new crazy thing. And, and I, I've seen that trend, um, man, even just like the word discipleship, right? Like it's almost like a buzzword that people just throw around, but really don't understand um, what exactly they're talking about. You go um, into Christian bookstores and there's book after book after book after book after book on discipleship. Um, but then you look at the culture of the church, and it's not really there. 
Right. Um, and I think it's so cool to look back and see, you know, God had designed this from from as early as the law, and even earlier than that, right? You look at creation. Um, you know, God created a family. He didn't create just man and say, you know, go off and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really cool to look back and see how God's, you know, set that up from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you started in a context of no family discipleship. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, God brought you to a place um, through Scripture, through the influence of other people, um, pastors, um, to a place where you realized that it was important. Um, so maybe just share what is what does family discipleship look like in your family? Like what are some things that you guys do uh, to to practice family discipleship? Right. So family disciple. I, I think we kind of need to ver- qualify our term. Family discipleship is a big a big concept. Okay, because there's a lot of there's a lot of facets of it, mm-hmm. and how and how we accomplish that. Um, I would say because we, as you know, we homeschool. Right, I consider that part of family discipleship. It's not education is not neutral. There are worldviews behind it. Um, so that is a part of family discipleship. Uh, what I've mentioned earlier was family worship. Um, that was that specifically was from Joel Beakey's sermon that I I realized I didn't know I didn't know there was such thing. And if you look back in church history, the more you look, you'll find it. Uh, uh, the um, the oh I can't remember the exact. Uh, old church history document out of Scotland. I can't remember which one it exactly was, but they, I mean, they had a whole whole thing on on how to implement family worship time. When was the last time you saw that, right? And and study that. So, um, so this concept has been around, but it's just kind of been lost. So, um, uh, some of the things we do. So homeschooling is one of them, and I know that's you know that's a conversation for another day. I mean, it really is. Um, but, but homeschool is one of them. And why? Because we can influence our children. What? As we sit down, as we rise up, as we walk along the way all the time, if I'm around them, I can influence them. You know, I, as you know, I taught the class, the homeschool class here at church. And one of our key slogans was, um, was, uh, time equals influence. Time equals influence. So, and, and if you think about the Shema, that that's exactly what that says. Yeah. So, um, that's one way we do family discipleship is through homeschool. Um, and 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 to break that down a little further, um, for example, we learn about God and math. How, how math just describes the world. It's not a concept we come up with. It just it describes creation. Um, that's why math can work is because God is consistent. Okay, and so we can point to God in that matter. That's family discipleship, okay? Um, and, and by the way, before I forget this point, the husband is the head of this operation. That shouldn't be forgotten at all. If dad's missing on this, you go ahead and count it broken. He has, from Ephesians talking about, you know, uh, the husband being the head of the wife, you know, he's to love her as Christ loved the church, he's to lead his family and so forth. These concepts these concepts and the structure God's designed for this to work in will work, and it works well yeah. when things are done in the right order. So um, any family discipleship discussion, in my mind, is focused around headship. If that ain't, if that ain't leading it, now, now granted, mom can lead it. That's better than having no family discipleship. Let's, let's, let's make that distinction for sure. But dad's got to be involved. But anyway, um, 
Uh, family worship time is another big one that we do, okay? And, wh- and what that looks like is um, every night, um, and, and this can vary time to time. Again, this is not uh, something set in stone. If life happens and it pushes it off 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, or whatever, the, you know, whatever it looks like, um, uh, we can do it. But family worship time is three simple things, okay? It's Bible reading, it's prayer, and guess what? Singing. We actually sing together. Um, it probably went from least awkward to most awkward, maybe, <laughs> in, in that order. But uh, um, with that, and that, that's three points that I learned from that sermon that day. Um, that those are, and, and if you think about it, those are three huge points of our faith, right? Yeah. Scripture reading, we hear from God, we pray to God, and then we sing to Him. Um, so we do that. Uh, what does that look like? Well, we have a, um, uh, a resource that we use. Uh, to help help guys, it's like a devotional kind of thing. Um, I, I bought a little gung ho. I bought a little a book a little too advanced, and I was like, "Ooh!" Um, at the time, let's see, Luke was five and Hannah was three. I was like, "This is going to be over their head. Uh, this ain't going to work. I'm going to have to improvise a lot." <laughs> yeah. Um, on this, so I, I I came off that and bought a I bought a, another resource uh, to help guide me. Um, so don't ever think you have to come up with this stuff on your own. Um, there's definitely resources. So. Uh, but, we'll, but we'll crack that open, read our scripture for the night, answer some questions. Uh, well, there's a little summary, answer questions. Um, and, uh, and it gives us a little prayer point in there that we can hit off that lesson. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, meaning, sometimes we're going really well through the lesson and things and kids are sitting there paying attention. Other times they're hanging upside down off the couch and uh, <laughs> they're picking at each other. They're arguing. I mean, you name it. I could go on and on of all the disruptions and dis- discouragements that that can cause if you're not careful. Um, but, uh, but it's really those three elements. And, and I can tell you, I can, I can tell you our family worship time. I saw this. Our family worship time impacted how our kids sit in service. Why? Because we had requirements for them. This is a time we honor God. Yeah. I should have brought my document. I didn't think about it tonight, <laughs> but maybe I do it. Or you can mention it some other time. But um, but uh, I, I have rules laid out for for the time. Okay, we're not going to be silly. We're not going to run around. We're not. Now, they're sinners just like we are. So guess what? The rules get broken. But but we just we try to point back to that. What are we trying to do here? It's a you know always keeping a, keeping that in front of us. But. Um, uh, and then, so that's, that happens every night. So then we'll, we'll pray all together. Everybody takes a turn. Um, and the expectation, one of the rules is everybody participates. Um, and then we'll sing. And we've got a hymn book, um, just 150 historic, you know, good hymns. And we'll open that up, play it just for, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But awareness for the kids to learn these things. And then we'll, sometimes we'll pick some other songs and so forth. But it uh, cool. just depends on. What we're going to do, but there's two. Uh, one other thing on that. So we had the homeschool is one of our ways. Um, fam- uh, 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 family worship time in the evenings, most of the time in the evenings, um, and then uh, finally is the morning devotion that Emily does with the kids. So whether at breakfast, uh, we have a book that ties into our devotional book. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a, a more a bigger picture. So it kind of recaps the whole uh, days or weeks that we've been in that one lesson. Um, so she'll go over that, and then we've got a little read through the Bible in a year devotional book. Just takes a big story, and they go over that. So she'll alternate between those and and do that. So she keeps that going in the mornings when I'm not there. So 
that was a lot to say, but that's <laughs> how we implement, or that's different ways in which we we implement family discipleship. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. And uh, there, there's so much there, and there's so much that we could go, like, just just sitting there thinking about it, like, a million questions yeah. pop in my head. Yeah. Um, and, and, man, I wish that, um, I, I hope that, you know, if you're listening to this episode, like, if you see Chris at church, um, maybe you don't come to Maysville, like, email me, and I'll get you in contact with him, like, like a great wealth of wisdom when it comes to this subject um, that you guys are listening to. Um, but uh, just w- one thing you said that really just stuck out <clears throat> is time is influence. Um, and, and you even said, you know, this is like when you did your homeschool class, like that was the main thing. Like that was your, your big slogan for the, for the class. Maybe, you know, a lot of families don't homeschool. Um, you know, I, I wish I had stats in front of me, but I would say probably less than 1% if I had to guess homeschool. Um, if not, definitely less than five. Um, do, do you have stats on that? I don't, no, okay. unfortunately. I didn't, I didn't know if you had them or not, but, um, you know, very few in our culture homeschool. Um, mm-hmm. Very few send to private schools, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we can talk about again at a later time, the private school versus homeschool and uh, but but you know when thinking about time as influence um, for those parents who do public school um, and maybe you know they don't have a choice that's that's what they're gonna do that's mm-hmm. what their family is gonna do uh, maybe just talk into how that idea plays out in their life yeah sure so what so each situation is going to be different you know there's gonna be different dynamics for every family so keep these keep these things that I say very you know, hold them at a high level because it's going to apply different ways. But um, one big one big thing I would say is this is going to cost you something. You have to start there. It's going to cost you something. It's we'll put time and money where our priorities are. That's that's going to happen. Um, so uh, with that with that being said, evaluate. You need to evaluate your day-to-day, evaluate your week. Take a week and map out hour by hour. I know it sounds like it could be a lot, but this just could help you for realization. Map it out hour by hour. See where you spend your time. And from there, then pick out, you know, okay, what can I lose? What can I drop? What what do I need to do? Okay. Again, a million different ways to go through all that. So um, I could certainly help anybody that ever would want to help, help through <laughs> that. But um uh, then once you get that in there, then pick your slot, pick your time slot. And by the way, meal time is, is a good time for this because you're already hopefully sitting down as a family and, and enjoying a meal together and talking already. Mm. So then all you got to do is extend the time just a little bit. Um, now, if practice is knocking on the door, screaming for your attention, you got to work through that, right? And then homework. I know public school gives a lot of homework, I hear. Um you got to work through that. There's all these different things you you got to figure it out. But uh, what's the priority? That's, you know, am I more concerned about my kids' spiritual well-being? Mm-hmm. Leave kids out of it. If it's just you and you and your spouse, am I more concerned about my spouse's spiritual well-being than I am about X? Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank. You fill in the blank for yourself. Okay, you got to start there. If you don't start there, you ain't going to go nowhere. 
But if you start there and start trying to look at it, you will you will find out where you spend your time and then what time you can cut out. And again, it will cost, most likely. It's going to cost you. Um, it is, it is. And, th- and, then, and then I guess one thing to add on that is be consistent. You mm-hmm. can't, you got to do it. I, I say do it every, every night. Well, not every night. We, we do it five days a week. Um, we don't do it on Friday nights when we have our small group time because uh, that's when other kids come over and we, I need to integrate that a little bit better. I do need to do that. So that'd be part of family worship amongst our small group. Um, but then also on Wednesday nights when we come uh, you know, up here to church. Mm-hmm. So that's those t- nights we don't do it. Um, but that's, that's probably what I would say. I mean, you, yeah. you've got to start with the evaluation first. After that, let's talk, you know, and I could help you or somebody could. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, if you're listening today, uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, next week, we will continue this conversation. So uh, if you want to know maybe more details, more particulars and specifics about how this might look in your family, I want to challenge you to join us again next week as we continue discussing family discipleship and getting into more of the details of how this might look in your family. Uh, but for now, hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and uh, we look forward to having you back next Monday as we continue this conversation. Thanks again so much for listening to our podcast today. The Rejoicing Together podcast is a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church. We hope and pray that this episode has encouraged and will challenge you to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you would like more information about the church, our other ministries, or information on how to support those ministries, please visit maysvillebaptist.net. If you have questions about today's episode or would like to speak with a pastor, please contact the church. Again, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a blessed day.